homies. You ready to get spanked? Anytime you're ready. Gary Hoffman. You're a nice guy, but you're a lightweight, and I know for a fact that you pee sitting down. Shannon Farron. She's the most interesting woman in the world. Wait, I'm sorry, what is this show now? I will tell you, but only if you grab onto something to brace yourself, because you are going to hit the F and floor. <laughs> Gary and Shannon. Oh, yeah. Then yeah, no, I get it now. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon Show, 1 till 2 p.m. Brian sits in for Gary and Shannon. As the youngsters all up and down the West Coast are walking out uh, like like little lemmings here at 10 a.m., five minutes after 10, their walkout is five minutes uh, in, in in deep. They're going to walk out till 10, 17, theoretically, but I saw some... They were in Chicago. MSNBC was in Chicago, and it was like 30 after the hour, and they were still outside the school. So I'm not quite sure that they're getting the concept. But anyway, the the point of this is 17 minutes to commemorate the 17 students killed uh, in Parkland, Florida, um, uh, three weeks ago. And uh, I'm, I'm virtually certain that they don't listen to KFI. They're so far outside the demo. So I, I can just say this. We're all adults, right? Remember when you were 17 and you thought crap like this mattered? That's what's so cute about this. Also, when uh, when the dogs are sleeping and their little feet move because they're dreaming about running in a field, that's cute too. But the uh, reality here, <clears throat> and I, I mean, I, you know, an honest question is, uh, you, you know, it's a march against gun violence. Well, what's wrong with all kinds of violence? Why not? Why not just, I'm calling for an end to all violence. And you know what? Hashtag enough on that. Hashtag not one more. But I can't remember. I, I can barely remember when I was 17. I was, I was involved in high school debate. I wasn't doing things like this. And so uh, it's, it's um, a great day to, for instance, read the United States Constitution and bone up on the process of uh, amending the uh, United States Constitution. That, that would be what I would be doing today as a teacher. And and I don't I don't know what's uh, is, is do we call this a demonstration or a protest because it's not a protest and I can tell you why it's not a protest because right off the bat because schools I haven't heard of a school that's not cooperating with this I mean a high school anyway but here's the bottom line if your school is cooperating with your walkout it's not a protest if if the man is actually getting the door for you then it's not a protest against the man. So I guess that is what it is. It's a demonstration. And also uh, in L.A. County, I guess it's some schools, they're having voter registration kiosks or whatever. And if you're out there saying, well, what good does that do? How many kids in high school are eligible to vote? (laughs) Well, what county do you think you're in? This is Los Angeles County. And if my wife can register to vote without showing picture ID or proof of address, then I think you can register every 17-year-old who walks out. And and, and, in fact, they probably are. And that Dean Logan, your registrar of elections here in L.A. County, will, in fact, count your vote. So uh, so, uh, buck up, kids. Turn that frown upside down and register to vote. I, I have to read this real quickly because Charles Cook at National Review... Last last time we went around the block on this, 
and uh, and and you you'll occasionally you'll hear high school kids unchallenged on CNN saying things like the problem is the Second Amendment. Or Eric Garcetti had a bunch of kids in this morning. Uh, I don't know, producer Nick, was that video from yesterday or was it this morning? Were they prepping yesterday down at City Hall? And because sometimes uh, one 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 bright little spark will raise his hand and say the problem actually is the Second Amendment. Which actually uh, is about militias, if you really actually think about it. Which, which is the ultimate lazy way to settle an argument. Because I would settle an argument and say something like, the Supreme Court has found in the Heller decision that you're incorrect. And then I would cite my source, which I just did. Anyway, so, uh, so you want to collect all the guns and end gun violence or whatever. So, so listen very closely to this. Uh, Charles Cook wrote this. Over a year ago at National Review, he says, quote, uh, this will involve hard work, of course. You can't just sit online and preen to those who already agree with you. No siree. Instead, you'll have to go around the states traveling and preaching until the soles of your shoes are thin as paper. You'll have to lobby Congress over and over and over again. You'll have to make ads and shake hands and twist arms and cut deals and suffer all the slings and arrows that will be thrown in your direction. You'll have to tell anybody who will listen to you that they need to support you. That if they disagree, they're childish and beholden to the gun lobby and that they don't care enough about children. That their reverence for the founders is mistaken. That they have blood on their goddamn hands. That they, they want to own firearms only because their penises are small and they're not real men. And remember, you can't half-ass at this time. You're not going to go out there to tell these people that you want to reform and enough is enough. You're going there to solicit their support for removing one of the articles within the Bill of Rights. Make no mistake. It'll be unpleasant strolling through Pittsburgh or Youngstown or Pueblo and telling blue-collar Democrat after blue-collar Democrat that, o- that he only has his guns because he's not as well endowed as he'd like to be. It'll be tough explaining to suburban families that their established conception of American liberty is wrong. You might even suffer at the polls because of it, but that's what it's going to take. So do it. Start now. Off you go. And then he continues. I'll post a link to this. It's, it's, it's great because, uh, because anytime somebody is caterwauling about the epidemic of gun violence, which, by the way, we have a senator, and, it, and it's not the one you'd think. It's not DiFi. Uh, we have a senator who calls uh, gun violence an epidemic. Um, and there's a prominent Hollywood TV director and star uh, who, who calls it an epidemic. Anytime someone says epidemic, I have to call them on this. Because, again, just to reiterate, just to, to give you all context about 2018 – you are living in the healthiest, most peaceful, most free period in human history, in recorded human history. Right now, you go back 40,000 years. This is it. We're living longer. Our food is cleaner. Our, and, and I understand pollution and internal combustion uh, is the the bane of our current existence. Damn whoever invented internal combustion. And, and before them, damn whoever invented fires, because that was really the beginning. But regardless, we are living in the healthiest and the cleanest and the safest and the most free period in human history. And point in fact, gun violence has been on a 30-year decline, while gun ownership is up. 330 million Americans, 350 million guns. But gun homicide is down. And rifle homicide, in, in, in spite of what happened in Las Vegas last year, which uh, was obviously beyond the pale, uh, uh, unprecedented. That wasn't a school shooting. That was a, a, a gun massacre. 
Why didn't that happen in the 20s when you could really own a machine gun? But in spite of that, more people were killed by blows from a fist than by rifles last year. And while tragic and horrible and horrific at uh, uh, at Santa Barbara um, in Aurora, Colorado, the common thread is not the weapon that's used. Because sometimes it's a rifle. Most of the time it's a handgun. The common thread is that the young man, inevitably the young white middle-class man who did it, went off his meds and then took advantage of the access to firearms that the overwhelming majority of firearms owners respect. And they abused it. And they struck a blow against our society when they do that, which is now leading to people calling for striking a blow against their freedom. So I, I sympathize with the high school students. But when they get back in, uh, four minutes from now, when they start streaming back into the high school, they, they may want to open their U.S. Constitution to Article 1 and start reading about uh, the process for amending the Constitution. Um, all right. Hey, folks. It is Brian Sutfield again for Gary and Shannon on the Gary and Shannon Show. But you know what? Your chance to win $1,000 is coming out. Brought to you by Cunning Dental Toothache. Call Cunning Dental for a free exam. 888-640-SMILE. 888-640-SMILE. Keep listening. KFI AM640. More stimulating talk. Stupid. It hurts. KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. It came out of Sacramento yesterday. Well, I guess specifically Javier Becerra, Xavier Becerra, to his Stanford Law classmates. It was down here in L.A. Hey, show of hands. Who wants to win some money? Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword cash to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's cash to 200-200. But only if you answer the phone. It'll be from a number that maybe you don't recognize. Your next chance to win is next hour because we're giving away $1,000 hairs per hour. 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. That means next hour. So just um, hang tight. Hang tough. So the uh, there was a lot of stupid yesterday, and and so far a little bit today as well, and not not just about guns, but about walls. So we'll we'll get to Javier Becerra, who I get I guess just to pull the curtain back um, on the uh, on the duck swimming across the pond that appears to be a smooth run machine, yet the feet paddle furiously. We did check the box and call the attorney general's press office and we made the request and i don't i don't know producer nick are are you mic'd up or are you are you getting that pizza from fresh brothers um in 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 your brief time with me you were overhearing me was i respectful in the message that i left yeah did you were i very respectful did i say what i said when i hung up no no and i even road tested a really infantile name that I want to call Javier Becerra. This is true, yeah. Uh, we, we, we're, we might deploy it in the next break. Possibly. Uh, but uh, so I, I would expect if he, the guy went on Fox yesterday. He's here in L.A., goes on with Dana Perino, a former Bush, you know, press person. He goes on Fox. Why would he not come on KFI? We're like actually in California and junk. So I, I'm, uh, if he doesn't, I'm going to be cured. Now that to me becomes the, the scandal. That you go on national TV, you're here in L.A., you go on national TV, but you won't pick up the phone and talk to us for five minutes about – and the subject matter is yesterday he made the contention, and I don't know if we had the sound in the system or not, but he made the 
contention that California is the only state, the only state in the country that seizes guns from people who are not supposed to have guns, which is a lie on the face of it. Absolutely a lie on the face of it. Uh, for instance, have you ever heard of the, of the Lautenberg Amendment? Uh, or uh, have you ever served your violent ex-boyfriend or husband with a temporary restraining order? They're supposed to turn in their guns. If they don't, they're in violation. So, so yeah, you know what? Every state does that. Uh, just like California, of course, California doesn't need any extra incentive to go door-to-door to collect up guns from people who legally should own them. And I got to say, if, if I don't support California doing that, then I'm a giant fraud. I do support California rolling out. If the, if you know that a felon has a gun, you not only seize the gun, but you charge the SOB because that's a felon. Knee for the felon, and and it's and some would say it's unfair. But if a if if a felon visits your house knowing that there's guns in the house, that's a violation. Um, if they if they're because they're supposed to stay away from guns, it's not just in their possession. So so anyway. Uh, that's what I'd like to talk to him about because he was on national TV talking about that. And then he said his inane thing about Trump's wall, which is part of the party line here in California. So we'll get to that next break. But the thing that I heard in, um, in a news story right here on KFI is uh, L.A. County Supervisor Sheila Kuehl, who once pursued Dobie Gillis for, uh, for I believe, four seasons – uh, and, and people don't know that about her. Career state assembly person. She's the reason the pension system is going to fall over under its own weight. And she can't do anything in the private sector. So she ran for county council. And uh, and this is all because in, what, the early 60s, Dobie Gillis didn't uh, return her love. And and have you – hey, uh, news person Monica Ricks, of course you know Bob Denver from Gilligan's Island. Sure. Right? Yeah. I, I don't even know if it's still – I'm sure it's on TV somewhere on Nick. But have you ever seen the show Dobie Gillis? No. Ever heard of it? Mm-mm. It was Bob – it was – Bob Denver was the wacky sidekick to the main character named Dobie Gillis. And Dobie Gillis was pursued in the show in high school by a young woman who was determined uh, to, um, to, to be his girlfriend. And she gave him – she shot looks at him. Then he would shoot them back and there would be a wacky, uh, you know, punchline, um, music punchline. Anyway, that's Sheila, huh. Sheila Kuehl. Okay. Yeah. So you look that up. Uh, that's, that's Sheila Kuehl's resume. Was on Dobie Gillis, gets elected to junk. Well, she became a gun violence expert yesterday, and uh, she made this contention about, and this is about a Los Angeles anti-violence, anti-domestic violence thing, but she, she pulled a stat right out of her Dobie Gillis. This is going to be a permanent violence prevention group in our Department of Public Health. But we also want, do want to look at enacting further measures for gun regulation. Oh, this crap. Is going- that wasn't the one. She went on in, that, in, that, this, in the actuality that we're playing in our news story. She, she says so many of these mass shooters came from violent backgrounds. And we, did we check that box? We, did we call her office? I mean, we're, we're doing our due diligence. I'd, I'd like her, because I'm really curious, of, of the mass shooters that we know, help me out. Just give me one. You said so many because I, the, the facts point to the opposite, in fact, that mass shooters tend to come from what you would normally call a nuclear family. So nuclear, they put their, their boys on, on psychotropic drugs. Elliot Roger in Santa Barbara, wealthy showbiz uh, homes in San Diego. Mom was a nurse. Adam Lanza, the opposite of a violent. It was a coddling uh, household. 
But anyway, but I'm no, I'm not an elected official, so I'm just curious. I'm just one of those people, those, those bluff old traditionalists who thinks that maybe elected officials should be uh, held accountable for the uh, the words they use. Uh, I know I am, but we'll be back right after this. The Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in. KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. The following program is brought to you in living color. What you watching in there? Americans love television. They wean their kids on it. USA television much better. You've been watching too many of those live television shows. KFI AM640, more stimulating talk. It is Gary and Shannon Bryant. It's filling in. And it is a time for What You Watch on Wednesday. And I think I, I gave a lot of you marching orders to go check out counterpart on stars i i grant that that is a pay service so if you don't want to add a service for one for just one series i i totally understand that but these days though it's just it's it's a pretty easy enough scenario if you're on amazon prime i think you add stars for like 199 or something like that but um i'm not i'm not and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna call out any satellite television system that may be very direct. I'm not going to do that. But between YouTube TV, which is 30 bucks a month, and it keeps adding channels. They just added headline news, which they should they should just rename forensic files. Just whatever. Just why is it even headline news? If you haven't seen it in a couple of years, I got news for you. You will solve the cold case, but you will not see the headline news. A- anywho, that is our favorite show. Um, then Roku and on Roku, you can get oh, also on YouTube TV, you can get your Netflix through YouTube TV. And be, because Ro, Roku, you know, uh, Amazon doesn't like Google. So that's why Amazon Prime, Amazon Video is not on YouTube TV. So if you need your Amazon Prime, the free video that comes with Amazon Prime, now you got to get either an Amazon Fire Stick which I just can't bring myself to buy anything called a Fire Stick, or you just get your Roku, an updated Roku, and boom, there you go. So, and you're still doing it for less than forty bucks a month, forty-five bucks a month. And man, when I looked at when I lo- looked at my last TV bill from the unnamed satellite company, I, I mean, literally, that's eight months of of TV for what I'm paying now. That's how off uh, cable cutting I am. Um, we were. I, I have an open invite. I guess uh, this is us wrapped up. Tuesday night, uh, I have an open invite to Ken Olin, uh, formerly uh, one of the stars of 30-something, and then he's he'd been very successful in Hollywood as a director. He directs This Is Us, and, and we follow each other on the Twitter, and we get into pretty spirited Twitter debates, but it's always respectful. And so I extended an invite for him to call in, and then I, but then I realized I said 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., we, and this is, this is when we uh, talk about what you watch on Wednesday. I'm, I'm not I'm not uh, in any way stereotyping. And so I'll just say this to everyone involved in the Gary and Shannon show. Does anyone here watch This Is Us? I used to. Oh, wait. Who said that? <laughs> what? Where is that coming from? Oh, Monica. Mm. Oh, what do you mean you used to? I watched the first season and then I was just kind of like, Ugh, I don't really want to watch That's the second. That's what I've heard. I, yeah. I, I'm not going to name names, but someone in the hallway said it's emotion porn. It is. I mean... So like watching real people over and over the that that movie from the eighties with Carol Burnett and Donald Sutherland and the dead son and the living son and I, I, I'm not real old enough to have watched that. Um, 
Well, there's no age limit on when you can watch. Right, certain, you're you know, right. I, I, you're I, right. I, I was, I've seen Gone with the Wind. I've I, never I even heard of that show. Though. Years after I that. know, I know, but I'd never even heard of that show. Uh, well, it's a pretty good movie. Once it has an emotional, you know, sledgehammer. And it's a happy, and it's a great emotional happy ending. Okay, but, I'll, I'll put it on my list. But that's the thing is, like, here, here's the deal: I can fast forward Field of Dreams to the final three minutes, mm, right? Good movie. And because I've backfilled the movie, I've seen it a zillion times. I don't need the lead up. I, I can, I can, if if I just need to cry with, with, <laughs> without you know one of our beloved family pets dying, um, I'll you can queue up. You can I can go on YouTube and watch the last three minutes of Field of Dreams, and I'll cry. Mm-hmm. Any man. By the way, any any man, I'm not looking at anyone in particular, but any man who doesn't cry or doesn't admit he cries at the end of Field of Dreams is a lying liar who lies. That's just that. Or you've never played baseball, or you're just not a man. Um, but you're absolutely allowed. You have you have a, a, a green light to cry at the end of Field of Dreams. And there's a couple other things. But that's why everything I've heard about This Is Us is, okay, it's really, really good, but it's going the same place every time. There's some emotional punchline or whatever, the dad died because a crockpot <laughs> burned out. <laughs> is it basically your your problem with Walking Dead? It's the same story oh, over and oh, over and over, is, and over again. That's my, I, oh, that's oh, I'm so disappointed that Walking Dead. It's the Chris Isaac of TV. But that's it's, what I'm saying. Like it's it's your same. Uh, that's your same ideas. It's the exact same uh, circular yes. storyline. Oh, I don't no. know what it. I don't know what it was for me. Uh, I just I just couldn't get emotionally invested again in another season. The two to, for me, the two irons in the fire. Because uh, I don't think it's the same. Let's be. Do you like real crime, like Forensic Files? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've been sucked into a number of CSI. My my daughter marathons. wants to be a detective because of that. It's a, it's such a sciencey, you know, geeky show. She loves it. I I like it too. I like I you know I'll watch a good, good one with her. We found a British show last night called Murder Maps that was great. It I never oh, heard of it. How old is your daughter? Uh, eight. And you're watching a show called Murder Maps. <laughs> and it is, it's about, it's a really cool oh show. God. Basically, they do forensic files on a historic murder. Because um, London apparently is the famous murder capital of Earth. But besides Jack the Ripper, there are all these other famous murders Sweeney Todd, you know, all those, right? So there's a really cool show about famous murders that happened in London. And then they do, they have live actors reenacting, and then they'll talk to the camera uh, and all that. And it's done in a very British way. And it's cool because, it shows the beginning of forensic science and the first guy convicted based on fingerprints and stuff like that. Really cool show, but it was on Netflix. It's called Murder Maps. Hmm. And then, see, I feel like I talk about too much real life stuff yeah. during the day, and eight hours of my day is so invested on real life stuff that when I want, when I go home, I want to watch trash, like just trash TV. Bravo, E, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the the Joel McHill show. Sorry, oh yeah, yeah, McHale, yeah. I, yeah. I heard that was good too on Netflix. Um, so I'm not the, started, so but the deal funny. is, uh, there's okay. a new show that I found last night, and I loved it. We were glued to it until Murder about like, about like eight eight thirty p.m. No, oh, it was called the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament, <laughs> and there there was a set of chaps, five I believe was the count, wearing dark short pants, mm-hmm. and there was another set of chaps. Wearing uh, all all white, including short pants, with the letters UCLA on their chest, and they were running back and forth on this wooden court, <laughs> and it was it was uh, quite exhilarating, I have to say. And here's how it ended: It's all good, baby. Knocks down that three seven point lead for the Bonnies. Looks like they are taking control, but UCLA has something to say. Prince Ali, pop fake, got him. Splash. 
It was tied up at 58 apiece. 54 seconds left. That's doable. Play some defense, but you can give up a two. Knocks down the three, brings the Bruins to within two. Under a minute remaining tie game, Jalen Adams clutch. So they do. Anyway, UCLA should not have. Well, you know what? You know what? I didn't go to UCLA. UCLA shouldn't even have been in that game last night. But <clears throat> here's the thing about March. Well, there were both 11 seed teams. I know. And so they had the, they the, were the, evenly... the play-in. I mean, but here's, you know, the UCLA is the premier basketball program west of the Mississippi, period. Hmm. And this is where they are. This is where they are. And when did Josh Brolin start coaching the Bruins, by the way? When did he get that gig? That was the weirdest thing I've seen. Um, so the, the deal is uh, CBS, I, I want to say it was like 20, when streaming first started over the interwebs, uh, you know, so much per, uh, productivity is lost for the next three weeks in America. I mean, literally, they can measure it. And part of the reason is because CBS began streaming the games on your computer at work. And CBS, early on, they had a thing called a boss key. You would start streaming the game, and you could hit, like, print screen. And it would immediately, uh, a, a like an Excel spreadsheet would come up on your page. If you didn't work somewhere where you were using Excel, it looked phony as hell. But CBS facilitated what's about to happen over the next two weeks, three, uh, three weeks, and that is loss of productivity in, in America. But this is this is what I'm watching. Those were just – that was every college class in March was just I'm, every guy with their phone sitting oh in my their God. lap now just I'm, pretending. I'm, yeah, I'm watching it on my phone. Uh, you know, now now it's, it, it's even more pernicious, and, it's, and this is really honestly – I love this because the play-in games, every game in the tournament is phenomenal. Uh, and and uh, so yeah, this is for the for the next two weeks. This is what I'm watching: fr- uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then um, taking a couple days off. So this is the best time. Um, <clears throat> pardon me, what the uh, baby animal bracket? That's right. What a phenomenal segue. Uh, baby animal brackets at kfiam640.com. Gary and Shannon Page, Pangolin, P-A-N-G-O-L-I-N. The baby animal bracket. It's happening. Uh, March baby animal. This it is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian Suits filling in KFI AM six forty. KFI AM six forty. More stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon. And uh, normally, stupid stuff like this uh, happens in Florida. Very famous YouTube video that I'll play here for you in a second, but. In this case, it was Monterey, which is, uh, you know, this is one of the more high-end and smarty-pants areas of all of California. And uh, you heard Monica Ricks uh, read the story. A teacher who also serves as a reserve police officer and city councilman accidentally fired a pistol while lecturing about public safety in a seaside high school classroom, police say. And so I guess this, uh, besides Carmel slash Carmel by the Sea and Monterey, is is there a seaside California that I just don't know about? But uh, anyway, he was pointing the gun at the ceiling when he inadvertently fired it. No, 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 no. <clears throat> you misspelled negligently. Negligently. When he inadvertently fired it, says Abdul Pridgen, the chief of the seaside police departments. I guess there's a seaside California. No. What do you know? Anyway, Chief Chief uh, Abdul Pridgen uh, said the three kids were injured. One student suffered an injury to his neck from either bullet fragments or debris falling from the ceiling. The student's parents took him to the community hospital of the Monterey Peninsula. I'm sure that was cheap. 
The injury wasn't serious, according to police. Uh, he had the man, Mr. Alexander, Dennis Alexander, reserve police officer, had been teaching a room of 16 and 17-year-olds about public safety awareness. But we our information said gun safety, not public safety awareness. Be aware, public, be safe. Unsafe acts make accidents facts. That's all you need to know. School resumed, resumed shortly after the incident once the police and staff determined it was safe. But good, good for them for not shutting down the school for the rest of the day, locking down the school. And, and not for nothing, I just want to ask, it's 1054. Why are we watching on, on Channel 5, KTLA, kids are still out of school? I thought it was a 17-minute walkout. What the hell? I mean, if they were smart, they would be protesting the uh, Nice-France truck attack because that way they'd have 85 minutes. Um, out uh, out by themselves. 86 if you count the terrorist. Um, anyway, Mr. Alexander also serves as a reserve police officer for the Sand City Police and is a seaside city councilman. I never heard of Sand City, but it makes sense, I suppose, in California. Well, so <clears throat> anyway, uh, what might this sound like? I love this. The investigation is ongoing, and anyone with information on the incident is, called, is asked to call police and then the area code here. Yeah, I want to call and say, yeah, here's here's some information. He is a dumbass. Alexander has been put on administrative leave during the investigation, though it wasn't clear whether it was paid or unpaid. It better be unpaid. The school will have, the school will have counselors available for students today. So, uh, meanwhile, I think this was about 10 years ago. There, there was a Miami police officer in a high school class. I don't know what the purpose of the lecture was, but he he brought a loaded weapon into the class to give the kids a lecture on uh, on gun safety and gun violence and gun violence is bad. And he winds up shooting himself, his, his own gun, shooting it, shooting himself in the foot. A gun on my side right here. Just this week, at the beginning of the week, a young boy, not even 16 years old, was killed because he was playing with a gun. And see, this is an unloaded gun. Right here, this is a Okay, our genius goes over to a witness, and he pulls the slide back on his service weapon, a Glock pistol. But he fails to remove the magazine. So he's about to load a round in the pistol when he drops the slide to be cool and show the kids. But he's such a moron, he doesn't remember that the magazine's still in the pistol. And then comedy ensues. This is a Glock 40. 50 too short. Okay, he just dropped the slide. He just loaded a round into the pistol in the high school classroom. At least he doesn't point the gun at humans. I mean, besides himself. All of them talk about Glock 40. Okay, I'm the only one in this room professional enough that I know of to carry this Glock 40. I'm the only one. Ouch! Wow. Right in the foot. No more. Is everybody all right? Yes, they didn't shoot themselves in the foot, right. officer. The, the irony is he, he's in the middle of saying, I'm the only one professional enough to carry this weapon. And in his next breath, shoots himself in the foot. All of them talk about Glock 40. Okay, I'm the only one in this room professional enough that I know of to carry this Glock 40. I'm the only one. <laughs> I believe he recovered. I hope he was fired. Anyway, this guy up there in Monterey, he shouldn't... Uh, uh, I don't know, re-qualify? He, clear, he clearly has shown that his uh, judgment is impaired by, uh, by gun ice. If, and as, as a law-abiding 
uh, and safe gun owner. You see, if you're like me, if you don't denounce this moron, then uh, you're a fraud. Uh, anyway, he's a moron, and that guy in the video was a moron as well. Brian Suit filling in for the Gary and Shannon show back right after this. Speaking of morons, our uh, attorney general and medieval technology, KFI AM640, more stimulating talk.